Amen. All right, let's go back to Romans chapter number eight and be, uh, you have to have nimble fingers today. We'll be jumping to a bunch of scriptures while you're turning back there to Romans eight. Just clarification for all you visiting, I don't drink beer. All right, I said, that's a joke. I've been sober for 33 years, uh, and uh, last, uh, last time I drank was when I was a teenager, uh, and, uh, and that was the uh, last time I'll ever drink. And, but uh, but uh, that's, uh, that's just a, a side note, <laughs> not the message today, but I needed to clarify just a moment ago, uh, and just to make sure. Uh, God uh, the Father, and uh, in that song there about seeing Jesus in you kind of fits in with everything we'll talk about here this morning. And uh, People need to see Jesus in us. They need to see uh, a reflection of God in us. You think about uh, the sun and the moon. Uh, there's a greater light and a lesser light. The moon is a reflection of that greater light. Uh, and the analogy is that we as Christians uh, are to be uh, light uh, and we're a reflection of God's light. So people need to see uh, people see my father in me, Bob Reno, uh, senior. I'm a third, actually, uh, Robert Joseph Reno the uh, third, uh, and and people see him in me uh, in just how I look. And the older I get, of course, obviously that will be uh, more true. Uh, but uh, but more important is, do, do people see God in me? Uh, and we uh, often, I do myself, and I, uh, you do probably as well. Uh, we say things, do things, uh, you know, in our lives that. Uh, that don't reflect um, in, a, in a great way upon our Heavenly Father in a positive way. And it's a, it's a negative way. And, uh, and people can't see God in us because, in, you know, of who we are and what we do and, uh, and just how we, how we communicate. And, uh, and, and that's because we're humans and, and we acknowledge when we do that, hopefully, and uh, we, we repent of it uh, if it has caused a problem or an offense. Uh, but uh, the bottom line is, is that uh, people need to be able to see uh, our Heavenly Father in us. The divine nature that we have in Christ when we got saved, born again, Bible says we're indwelled with the Spirit of God. God lives in us. Uh, you know, we talk about the church, and recently, we even last week, we talked about uh, the fact that uh, God uh, has created man in His image. We all come from the same Creator, from Adam, uh, as well. And uh, we looked at uh, that in light of uh, of the news and things that we all uh, we all come from Him, uh, and we're all traced back to Adam, and and we've inherited uh, the sin of Adam. Uh, and we are all born sinners, that, uh, and we need to be born again uh, by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so, as I mentioned in the, the prayer at the beginning, if you're not born again, you're not saved, uh, not a child of God, uh, that you, uh, hopefully today is the day that you would accept Jesus as your Savior. Uh, but when I say you're not a, or become a child of God, would infer uh, that you are presently not a child of God. Uh, the Bible says, if we're not of God, uh, we're of our father, the devil. Uh, under condemnation. Uh, Everyone is God's creatures, God's creation, uh, created in His image, but not everyone is a child of God. Uh, And uh, that is uh, a fact that's laid out in Scripture. Uh, Some people would dispute that. Uh, uh, But it all comes down mostly to semantics. Uh, people who uh, who have been taught something, perhaps in their church or uh, in Bible studies, and uh, they just believe certain things. But uh, there there's some semantical uh, variations that may I'll mention even briefly uh, here this morning. Uh, but there are many names of God: uh, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nissi, Elohim. Uh, there's a lot of Hebrew names. All those names uh, speak to God's character and His attributes. Many names of God. One of my favorite things I've ever seen or been a part of. Uh, at one point in my Christian life, was in a church where uh, there was a choir was singing. 
uh, and, uh, and people, uh, they, it was a huge production, and people were marching in uh, as, uh, as a preacher was preaching through all the names of God, uh, and they had flags uh, that uh, had the name of, uh, that name of God represented. They're marching in, and the preaching's going, the singing's going, uh, and uh, all of those names describe who he is uh, in his nature. Uh, and, and we as Christians, as we receive the divine nature of God in salvation, we need to emulate him. We need to let God live uh, in and through us. People need to see God in us. Uh, and it's important uh, because, and uh, in, in, in for many reasons, but one reason that I'll say right now uh, is the Bible says that people will see our good works and glorify our Father, which is in heaven. Uh, And so as we live and let God live and work through us and for him, people see that uh, and uh, and they glorify God. And the Bible says that we need to be ready to give an answer to every man, the reason of the hope that is in us with meekness and fear. But if, if, if people can't see God in you, then they're not going to ask you. Why would anybody ask you the reason of the hope that is in you uh, if you're not letting your light shine? So if you're not living for God, somebody's not going to say, hey, excuse me, sir, ma'am, can you tell me uh, uh, why you um, live that way or do that thing or or say those words? And uh, and they're not going to ask those questions if those are not things that you do. All right, so I, and I get it. God's in your heart, and, uh, and uh, he's not concerned about the outside and uh, all the things that we use to excuse away obedience for God. But uh, people need to see and hear God in us and through us so that we can give a reason. So when you give somebody a gospel tract or uh, you help somebody, maybe you give them a, a few bucks at Safeway or, uh, or you, you know, whatever the thing, whatever Christian deed you do, Um, then people will say, hey, uh, that's great. And then you give praise to the Lord for God working through you, uh, and they glorify God uh, in the things that they've seen. But in all the names of God, the most intimate name uh, is Father that we find here in Romans 8, verse number 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. And there's a great message right there uh, in that verse but ye have received the spirit of adoption. God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but of love and of a sound mind. Uh, and in him we cry, Abba, Father. It is a, a dear name of God uh, and describes for us uh, a relationship uh, that we have with him that is the greatest thing in all of the world. Um, we can say it's not about religion, it's about relationship, and it's, that's true. But how many people say that and don't have a relationship? Uh, God is their God has uh, is their father in the sense that uh, they're born again and they're saved, but uh, but they don't uh, they don't love him or uh, or tell him or uh, or or just or live for him. Uh, it's just lip service, and we can make a hundred analogies uh, as a human father to our children and children to us as fathers and way, in ways that we fail and uh, things that we've learned over the course of time. My kids are uh, older now, and uh, and I've made a, a million mistakes. But God never makes a mistake. Every relationship breach that I've ever had with God in my life is 100% on me, not on Him. Uh, you know, there's been times in my life where I've loved my kids and I'm not like them and vice versa. Uh, and, uh, and, and we have had differences of opinions and we'll have. It's way harder, it's way harder being a parent to adult children than it is to uh, kids that are living at home. Uh, and you say, well, I don't, I don't believe that. You just wait. 
Uh, and uh, you think, man, empty nesters, and they're going to be grown. It's way harder. Uh, it's way, you kiss, because now you can't say stuff. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, uh, and I'll, that's another message for another time. But, uh, but the, uh, the word father can mean many things. Like, it could, mean, it could mean founder. You think about men like William Carey, who is the, uh, the father of, of modern missions. Uh, so the word father could mean founder. The word uh, father uh, could mean, you know, uh, founder like, um, like George Washington. George Washington was a founder uh, of our country. If it wasn't for George Washington, blemishes and all, um, we wouldn't have America. Uh, and uh, so he is one of our founding fathers, uh, in our country, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and of course, you know, uh, all the new stuff. And, uh, but the bottom line is, is that without men like that, uh, you and I wouldn't be sitting here in a church preaching the gospel and listening and, uh, and practicing our faith uh, as we see fit. Uh, and it's one of the reasons why we're here and things are still closed down uh, is because we have a freedom uh, in this country uh, to, to do what we do. Uh, uh, it means originator, uh, like Jabel was the father of such as dwell in tents, or Satan was the father of lies. We find in the Bible that word father used oftentimes in being founders or originators. Uh, the Bible says this uh, in James 1.17, uh, that God is the father of lights. Uh, the Bible says in Ephesians 1, verse number 17, that he's the father of glory. Uh, Hebrews chapter number 12 and verse number 9, the father of spirits. 2 Corinthians 1, verse number 3, is the Father of mercies, our Heavenly Father. In Luke chapter number 11, and verse number 13, the Everlasting Father. Isaiah 9, verse number 6. So uh, the primary meaning that I want to kind of focus in on briefly today uh, is uh, that of a begetter. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, Jordan's here. He's, my, uh, he's home. Everybody else is gone. Uh, even Amy's gone uh, and uh, out of town. And so just he and I hanging out. Uh, and uh, and uh, he is, I'm a father to him. I begat him. All <laughs> right. I brought him in this world and I take him out. Uh, it was though, I, can't, I guess you probably can't quote Bill Cosby anymore either. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, uh, but the thing is, is that's the term begetter, father of a child. That is the father that gives life. Hence, God is called the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Colossians 1 and verse number 3 and six other places, uh, the Bible affirms Christ's virgin birth. Uh, Christ's first recorded words were spoken to Mary and Joseph. He says, he says this, I must be about my father's business. Jesus Christ, the only begotten son uh, of God. Uh, and so, so again, he shows his, uh, his virgin birth in those statements. But for centuries, uh, people have debated uh, the fatherhood of God or uh, the brotherhood uh, of man. Uh, there is a, th- a liberal theologian that said this. He said, the thought that there is a kingdom of evil besides the kingdom of God is all wrong. There is only one kingdom and every man is a citizen of it. All men are God's children. Uh, there is in uh, modern religion no place for individual salvation. Uh, and uh, on and on and on and on. The guy's just wrong. All right. And again, there's semantics. Uh, there's a difference between kingdom of God, uh, fatherhood of God, um, the household of God, the family of God, uh, the body of Christ, uh, and what we've done in a lot of Christianity and churches is we've, we've mashed things together uh, and not defined them separately, and we've c- caused confusion, uh, which has perpetuated a lot of false doctrine, 
Uh, a lot of a lot of differences. Like, why are these? You know, why is your church different from this church? And well, because we believe you know uh, this way, and uh, and uh, and they believe that way. And a lot of it has come down to just if we just stop and defined the terms from the Bible, a lot of those things could be cleared up right away. Uh, unless they're they're yeah buts. Uh, I mentioned this in uh, in in Sunday school. A yeah but is somebody who says yeah but. Uh, they, uh, they said, yes, I know that's what the Bible says, but I'm going to do what I want to do anyways. Yes, I know that's the fact. Uh, I know that's the science. I know that's the whatever, yeah, but uh, I've made up my mind, and you are not going to persuade me. Uh, and, uh, and that's uh, at the root of much of our contention today uh, when we cannot agree upon truth uh, and upon facts uh, in our discussions. So this fellow, his name was Dr. Horsch. His statement is refuted by a lot of things in the Bible. Uh, the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of Satan. Uh, Amos 9, 8 says there's a, a sinful kingdom. Uh, all men are God's creatures. Uh, they're all his creation, but not all men are God's children. God is the creator of all men, but only a father to those who are in his family through the new birth. The family of God, which is different than the church. Uh, and, uh, and so, and again, we can get bogged down on a lot of terminology, uh, but those things are important distinctions uh, to be made for sure. Uh, all men are brothers in that we have come from a common creator. That was the, kind of the, the uh, main point of one of my messages recently. Okay, we all come from Adam. We have a common creator, but we're not all brothers spiritually. Okay, uh, so I can I can go out and I can have a conversation with a man who doesn't know Jesus, and we're brothers because we're, we've come from the same Creator uh, and from Adam, but we're not brothers spiritually. You'll hear if you come around here and you're not used to the jargon, uh, you'll hear me say brother so and so. We're uh, and we don't say sister so and so a lot, but we're brothers and sisters in Christ, and that's what that terminology uh, that means. And uh, I, I like today because everybody says bro. Uh, hey, brother, I'm outside, well, I'll go to Starbucks. I'm like, uh, excuse me, hey, brother, uh, and, uh, and so everybody's brothers, uh, and, uh, and that's great uh, because for a long time people just thought we were weird uh, when we said stuff like that, but now it's kind of, you can kind of hide uh, a little bit of your weirdness uh, that way. Uh, but we have a common creator, but not, we're not all brothers spiritually. There's modern religion versus old-time religion. There's individual and per, you know, personal responsibility and salvation. We're not all going to the same place this, uh, a different way. Uh, there's only one way, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. And these are all truths that are laid out uh, in the Bible that refute. Uh, there's the social gospel. There's the gospel of, of Jesus. I mean, there's so many things uh, that are out there, but we, when we boil it all down, we go back to the Bible. The Bible says that Jesus saves sinners. Uh, and it's through him uh, that uh, we get to heaven. So um, not everybody is, is, is uh, God's children. Not, uh, God's not the father to everyone in that spiritual sense. And we can uh, take some time to look at them all, but we won't. But the, t- if you have a pen, write some of these verses down, if you would. I had printed them out, and I forgot them in my office. Uh, but here's a couple of verses uh, that make it clear that God is not everyone's father, as it be getter uh, as a child where we cry abba father uh, in, in fact that's why uh, you know if if jordan if jordan says to me hey dad um uh, what are we having for lunch and so i will uh tell him what we're having for lunch and uh etc cetera, etc cetera. but if your kid comes up to me and says hey pastor what are we having for lunch i'm like i don't know what you're having 
I'm, I'm not the boss of you, uh, you know, whatever, go find your parents, you know, uh, they'll feed you. Um, I don't got to feed your kids. Now, I may feed your kids, uh, but they're not my responsibility because they're not my children. But somehow, because we bought in this idea that we're all God's children, that we just, that everyone cries, Abba, Father. Uh, and, uh, and that God's got to come through and provide and whatever, uh, but he doesn't have to do. He's not obliged to do so. Uh, he gives good gifts unto his children, the Bible says, and not everybody is God's children. Uh, and uh, so when people uh, who don't know God uh, and uh, they pray to someone who isn't God, uh, and it just doesn't, but there's just a whole lot of religion that is out there uh, that, uh, that the word of God refutes. Uh, Matthew 23, 15 is one of those verses. Uh, um, John 8, uh, verses 42 through 44. Let's write these down. Uh, we, uh, if we take the time to turn and read them, we'll be here till, uh, till uh, your reservations for Father's Day lunch have gone, come and gone. Uh, 1 John 3, verses 10 through 12. Um, Acts 13, 10. Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 3. Now, I could go on and on. There's all kinds of, uh, of passages in Scripture uh, that teach us that not everybody... Uh, are God's children. So like if I knock on a door and say, I'm Pastor Reno from Breen Baptist Church, want to invite you to our church, and Jesus loves you and, uh, and, uh, and wants to save you, and you're a sinner. Well, <laughs> they don't want to talk. Uh, what do you mean I'm a sinner? Uh, and people, you know, it's, it's hard to discuss. I mean, when we talk to people about the Lord, we have to acknowledge the fact that we're sinners and that Jesus paid that sin debt. Uh, and uh, and we, we, the Bible says, well, you're just here condemning me. No, no, no. Uh, the Bible says that you're, and I, I often don't say this, I, but the Bible says, no, you're condemned already. I'm here with the good news of the gospel. Uh, and, uh, and, and it's a difficult time to communicate truth uh, when people, that people don't want to accept truth. And then when it comes to spiritual truth, uh, it needs to be spiritually received through the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, and it's not like I'm going to convince that person on my own, you know, of my, you know, my own ways or talent or whatever, it, or com- how I would communicate. If the Holy Spirit's not involved, uh, they're not going to get born again. Um, that's different than trying to convince somebody about, you know, science or, uh, or some political debate or whatever. Uh, it's a whole different animal. Uh, but when you're witnessing to someone about Jesus Christ, uh, the Holy Spirit's got to be uh, involved. So there's a lot of Bible verses and passages that teach that not everybody uh, is God's children. We're all created by God, but we don't all belong to God in the sense that we've been redeemed. I have been bought with a price. Uh, I'm not my own. I've been, God created me and you know, gave me life, uh, and, uh, and then he, he, he purchased me with his own blood. Uh, I've been bought with a price. And so uh, I am a bondservant of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, I, but I'm his child uh, and God loves me uh, and, uh, and, he, and I can pray uh, and we have communion and fellowship. Uh, it is a wonderful thing to be a child of God, but I was formerly a child of the devil. Uh, uh, I'm dead in trespasses and sins, uh, in a miry clay of sin, uh, and, uh, and God plucked me out uh, and he saved my soul, uh, and I became a child of God. Uh, to them gave he the power, the Bible says, to become the children of God. So in God the Father, we have the epitome of a perfect father. Um, if you're here and you're a dad, raise your hand. Uh, and uh, you've, uh, you've got children, uh, and some of them are big and some are little. Uh, some, you know, have children of their own. Uh, my kids have kids, and it's so weird, uh, and, uh, but so great 
Uh, and I, you know, I had sent a, a text to, to Yannick and wished him a, a happy Father's Day. And he said, man, it's just so, so weird. I told my Sunday school class, I said, you know what's weirder? Uh, I just told somebody that had your old phone number uh, that uh, I told them happy Father's Day. <laughs> and they said, who's this? Uh, and uh, I'm like, I don't know, but happy Father's Day. Uh, and uh, and but so it is a, it's a wonderful thing. But, here, but you've made mistakes. So I haven't made mistakes. You're going you're gonna to make a ton of them. Uh, and because uh, you're not perfect, you're a sinner, uh, either a lost sinner or a saved sinner. Uh, and even as a saved sinner, you have an old flesh, an old nature uh, that is there uh, that rears its ugly head all the time. Uh, and uh, you'll raise your voice, uh, you'll act out, uh, you'll, you know, you'll punish your family uh, for things that. Uh, you know, you're just, you know, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You're going to say things, do things uh, that you regret. Uh, and, but what's important is that you keep a tender heart uh, and that you ask God to forgive you and you ask your family to forgive you uh, and you keep short accounts. Uh, you know, I'm sorry are words that you need to utter um, a lot uh, is as a parent. But what kind of father is God uh, to us? If we look at him as our great example Uh, He is a wonderful example. Uh, Turn with me to John chapter number 17, uh, if you would, uh, in the Gospel of John uh, chapter number 17. Uh, God, number one, uh, I've said all that, get to my my points here. John chapter number 17, uh, and let's look at verse number 11. Uh, The Bible says, And now I am no more in the world, But these are in the world, and I come to thee, Holy Father. Keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given to me, that they may be one as we are. Verse number 25 says this, O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. God, number one, as a father, he is absolutely righteous. God is a righteous God. Uh, He is righteous in his declarations, uh, in the things that he says. Uh, He is righteous in his decisions. He never makes a mistake. He he makes his decisions based upon uh, his righteousness. Uh, He always does uh, what is best. Uh, He is a righteous father in his discipline. Uh, We read about that in 2 Samuel and uh, Hebrews 12. Uh, The Bible says that those he loves, he chastens. Uh, And he always does it in a corrective way. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, I, I don't live my life just waiting for God to punish me. Like, here's, I'm gonna, I do something, then God's going to whack me. Uh, I'm going I'm to, uh, if I do this, then, then this is going to happen. I just don't live my, my life that way. And when God does chasten me, uh, I understand it to be corrective and not punitive and that God wants to restore me and, uh, and to get us in a, in a right place. And if I respond to the Holy Spirit's uh, rebuke or the word of God's rebuke in, the, in a proper way, then I can have a restored relationship with my father. Uh, he, his declarations, decisions, and discipline, he is a righteous. Our declarations... As a earthly father, they're not always right. Uh, I mean, we kid about that. I mean, I, as my, uh, you know, uh, as a, a dad, um, there's, you know, uh, you know, I'm right. <laughs> you know, I just, uh, here's what, he, he who makes, he who pays the bills makes the rules. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, and I, I mean, I've, I've got saying after saying that I've just plucked out uh, and have laid down uh, over the years and, uh, and, uh, and uh, as a, a way to leverage out getting what I want done uh, or said or whatever, and every father has done that. Uh, but if we're honest with ourselves, we know, and you don't have to, you know, it's not even knowing deep down. It's like on the surface, like for everybody to see. Um, we, we say stuff, we declare things uh, from, uh, from not a righteous place. The Bible says that only by pride comes contention. And I guarantee you, dads, uh, uh, almost every single uh, problem and difficulty you've had with your ch- children have been a, it's a pride problem. And if I'm just going to be transparent enough, uh, it's like, you know, I said do this and they didn't do it. And it's not so much that they didn't do it, it's because they didn't listen to me. Um, and, uh, and so my pride is offended. And so I'm like, you're going to do what I told you to do because I'm me. I'm the dad. I'm the father. My declarations are righteous. No, they're not. But God's are. And so, we, and so what I've tried to do is declare his righteousness. Uh, and instead of trying to impose my own, you know, whatever ideology or whatever, uh, it's, it's here's what the word of God, here's what the Bible says. And, uh, and here's just how we're going to be or here's what we're going to do because God wants us to do it. And, and his declarations are righteous. His decisions, he never makes a mistake. I've made a bazillion of them. Uh, and uh, because God makes a decisions based on his, his own righteousness and what he's laid out in his word, we as earthly fathers uh, make these declarations uh, based upon our own thoughts and opinions and, uh, and whatever. Uh, this is how I was brought up, so I'm bringing you up. This is, this is our tradition. Uh, this is the Reno way. Uh, and uh, I've, I've, I've had people I've seen on the internet, uh, you know, tell me one thing that your father taught you. And your, and your fathers have taught you a lot of things. And, and, and lost or saved, they've taught you things uh, that, uh, that you can take and use uh, in your life for good. Uh, but they're earthly fathers, and they've taught you a whole lot of things uh, that, that you can't use and aren't good, especially if they were lost. My dad was a lost man. I don't believe my dad was saved. Uh, and uh, and uh, was a drunkard and, and on and on and on and on. Died at 45 uh, and uh, an enlarged heart, everything else, everything is a part of the lifestyle and everything that he lived. Uh, and, uh, and my dad, uh, he'd, he'd drunk call me uh, in the middle of the night and say, Bobby, I taught you everything you know about fishing and stuff. And, uh, and I know a whole lot about fishing. I don't do any fishing. Uh, and I haven't fished for a whole long time. But my dad, my dad, you know, he was an avid. He was on TV and all kinds of stuff, uh, a fisherman. And he said, oh, I taught you everything you know. And I told him, I said, Dad, I can teach you some things too. Always trying to get that gospel in uh, and things. My dad taught me a lot of things good, uh, as, even as a lost man. Uh, he, he, he taught me stuff like you never hit a girl. Uh, and on and on, all the different types of little things. Uh, and he would have a weird way of teaching me, like he'd let my sister get, uh, you know, um, light me up or whatever, and I'd go to get her back, and he'd whack me, <laughs> you know. Uh, and it's like, he don't hit girls. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so he had a, he had a, a weird way of teaching it. Uh, but, uh, but I learned a lot of good, positive things from my dad. Um, but my, there's a whole lot about my dad's life that I, that I can't possibly follow or do. Uh, and the Reno way was not a good way. Um, God's way uh, is the good way. That's the path uh, that uh, I'm to live. Uh, and, uh, and the discipline, God, I've, I've disciplined my kids and, uh, the, the whole time as they were growing up and 
I'd still whoop them if they let me, uh, and, uh, and uh, so uh, it's, um, it was an important part, but it was a chastening thing, and it was a love thing. But spare, spare the rod, uh, the Bible's very clear about that thing, and I'm not going to get on a whole message about spanking or whatever, uh, but um, uh, uh, you know, that we, you know, the whole generation where we've been fighting, don't spank your kids, you know, take God out of schools, don't spank your kids, uh, on and on, how's that working out? Uh, and uh, it's not so good. Uh, and, uh, and it's, it's hard to, you know, I've t- I told, I told somebody the other days, if I was an adult man, uh, and uh, arguing with me about something, I told him, I said, you know what you need? He's like, what do I need? I said, you, you need me to put you, uh, over my knee is what you need. <laughs> so, and, uh, and he said, well, I was very, that's not very Christian, I know, but it'll help both of us, uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, right now, so, uh, but, uh. But that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. This gets us in trouble, our sin nature uh, that's out there. His declarations, his decisions, his discipline. He is a father who is absolutely righteous. Number two, he is a father who is utterly reliable. He is absolutely righteous and utterly reliable. He is faithful. Uh, he is trustworthy. Uh, he is dependable. You can depend upon his provisions. You read in Matthew chapter number six uh, about, uh, about his provision and elsewhere in the gospels that God, uh, he knows our needs before we even have them. Uh, and, uh, and he's, you know, um, he's so good to us. Uh, he gives us, the Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. <laughs> uh, it's not even, not even, he mean he provides our needs, but he gives us our wants even. Uh, we, we're full and, and blessed. And I know times are tough. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, you know, and I know America's having a hard time right now, but we live in the greatest country in the world and we're, we're blessed beyond measure. Uh, and, uh, I mean, you know, even when you get laid off from work, uh, the government give you 600 bucks a week, uh, and just on and on and on and on. It is, it is, it is, we are blessed. Um, but God, God is faithful in his provisions. You can depend upon his protection, Psalm 68, all through the Psalms. He is our high tower, our buckler, our shield. Uh, he is, you know, if God is for us, who can be against us? Uh, he, is, he is a reliable God. He, you can depend on his part and his mercies, the Bible says, are renewed uh, every morning. Uh, the Bible says, like as a father, Psalm 103, Verse 13, like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. The Bible says that he is the father of mercies. Uh, he is so good. You can depend upon his promises. There hath not been, there's not been one failed word uh, in, uh, in the word of God. He always keeps his promises. We're not so good at that. Um, you know, there's a lot of times with my kids like, you know, can we do this? Hey, we're going to do this. And then I, then I wouldn't follow through. Uh, and, uh, or, uh, or I'm going to, you know, uh, I want to do something, and, and we're just we're just terrible. I mean, I, for the last what, three or four weeks, it's not my own kids, but somebody had sent me a, uh, a message, and they asked for me to just to, to do a two minute video uh, about abounding uh, in Christ. It's their theme as an encouragement for a church in Colorado, uh, and I've been meaning to do it. I was like, oh, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. So I got another message today. Hey, not to bug you, uh, but if could you could you do this? And and I'm like. Ugh! You know, I'm like, I'm gonna, but that's just how we are. We say we're gonna do stuff, and then we don't. We're unreliable. Uh, but, but God's never that way. He always comes through uh, with what he says he is gonna do. Uh, he's our example. He's our father. He's the begetter. Uh, as his child, I have a father who is absolutely righteous. I have a father who is utterly reliable. And number three, and lastly, if you'll turn to Ephesians chapter number two. Uh, Ephesians chapter number two. He is a father 
that is holy, uh, W-H, holy, uh, reachable. And Ephesians chapter number 2, verse number 18, the Bible says, For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Um, you can always depend on God. How, here, just think about it this way. God is not a, dead, uh, you know, a deadbeat dad. He's just not there. He's there. Uh, completely reliable and always reachable. Uh, he wants to spend time with his children. He wants to provide for them. God is always, always there uh, and, uh, and, and always willing uh, to, to have that relationship. He says if, if, uh, if uh, you draw nigh unto him, he'll draw nigh unto you. Uh, he, is, he is waiting there uh, for us, and we've just got to make the move. Uh, and draw close to Him and fellowship and commune with Him. You can be as close to God uh, as you want to be. Just sometimes you just, you're not interested. Um, you're interested in other things. Uh, and it's the busyness of life. Uh, and just as much as, you know, I mean, you know, from a human standpoint, as, as, as an earthly father, you know, you think about uh, uh, when, when Amy and I first got married uh, and we thought, okay, what are, what are our kids? What are we going to name them? How many are we going to have? Uh, you know, uh, you know, what are they going to look like, and, and all these things that go through your mind, and uh, and you have, you know, just can't wait for, you know, to come home uh, from work, and them little rugrats uh, come running up, and uh, dad's home, and woo, uh, and uh, run up and and give you a hug, and just can't wait to see you, uh, and then that that because of life devolves into kind of like, <laughs> you know, uh, where's the remote, uh, and uh, and we we because of our sin nature. Uh, and we, we kind of get away from even what we thought would be the best thing. As a parent, uh, we want our me time or whatever, and then that, uh, it's this and this, and then basically what happens is you have people, you, they just grow up, uh, and you never see each other, and everybody's in their own rooms and other types of stuff, and it's just, that's just what life, and you got to fight that stuff. Uh, and, uh, and spend time uh, and, and be reachable, uh, and, uh, and I've not always been that way for my own kids. Uh, and because that's kind of like a, I guess, a consequence, I guess, of ministry in one respect, uh, but also a consequence of a fallen nature uh, and, uh, and being just, you know, having blood running through my veins. Uh, but, but God's never that way. He is always there. The Bible says he is a present help in time. He says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Um, I, I left Jordan at Walmart once. Uh, and remember that, Jordan? Uh, and... Uh, and so I'm like, you know, like, where's Jordan? And, uh, and I've never, that, that sick feeling just like, it span away Walmart, so I'm, surely he's dead. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I'm afraid to get kidnapped when I go into span away Walmart. And, uh, and uh, it was just, it was just that, that whole terrible feeling. Um, you know, God will never leave you stranded in Walmart. Uh, it, it just, but your earthly father, he may. Uh, and, uh, and you just got to realize that God is good and you're not. So uh, a father who is absolutely righteous and reliable and reachable. Uh, I, left, I, I left CJ one time too. The only one I haven't left stranded is Bethany. Uh, and, uh, but there's still time. Uh, and... <laughs> So uh, the, uh, saying all this to say, as, as a Father's Day, um, as we celebrate it, um, one of the greatest things that we can do for our families, dads who are here, is to be in church. And you're here, and that's awesome. I'm glad that you're here. Um, nothing says I'm a terrible father like 
keeping your family out of church on Sunday, on Father's Day. That's just my opinion. That's, that's just kind of like a huge mixed message uh, that you, you know, you're sending to your children. Um, but you're here. You're not those people. Uh, and uh, you're here uh, and celebrating on the Lord's Day um, Him, uh, you know, Christ. It's the Lord's Day. It's Father's Day. Uh, secondary to the Lord's Day, uh, we recognize fathers. And, and you might be doing any number of things today uh, to celebrate that or tomorrow, whenever. Uh, but I think every Father's Day or Mother's Day or any type of that we reflect upon the good and the bad, uh, and we, we make, we fix stuff that, you know, where we've failed, where we've, where we've not been righteous, where, where we've not been reliable, where we've not been reachable, and we say, you know what, I'm sorry for that, uh, and uh, I'm going to do better. And by the way, it's never too late. Uh, if your kids are grown, you could have grandkids. You could be a great grandparent today, uh, and, uh, and it would be good for you to say, you know what, um, you know, I really blew it. In this, and, and be specific, like, you know, you don't say, hey, preacher preached this message today, and he wanted me to apologize for being a bad dad, so hey, I'm sorry. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's not going to cut it. It's like, I'm sorry for, um, I should have whatever it is. And you just be open and honest and you say, you know what, I, I failed the Lord and I failed you, and I'm so sorry. Uh, and would you forgive me? Yes. Uh, and, uh, and you work through those types of things. Uh, and then you determine at that point to just be a kind of father or a, a kind of man uh, that people say, you know what, he looks like his father. It really does. Um, and not in just a physical way, because uh, I just don't really, I mean, God is a spirit uh, and we're created in his image, but I just don't think he's five foot six, white fat guy. Uh, and, uh, and so um, spiritually speaking, he is, I need to look like him. And you just say, you know, son, daughter, um, I've not looked like my father. And I want to. And I'm going to be better and I'm going to do better. And you mean it and then you do it. And then your life matches up what you said because, you know, really honestly, if we think about it, sorry is not good enough in a lot of ways because we don't, we don't fix it. And so we fix it. And even today you say, you know what? You could probably bring your family to an altar, uh, and you can pray, and, uh, and you know what everybody's thinking? Been here before. Been in this spot before. We prayed this before, and nothing changed. So you say, you say what? Hey, elephant in the room, we've been here before, and nothing has changed. This time's different. And I'm going to be better. I'm going to do better. And, uh, and that's the, you know, I think on Father's Day, um, it's less about really what we get as recognition as a father uh, and more about what we're going to, you know, what we're going to do. It's like giving gifts to our family and saying, you know what, um, they can say, hey, you, best, you get a coffee cup, you're the best dad ever. And you know it's not true. Uh, and, uh, and because you know, and they all know, it's just, you know, that's what you do. You get the coffee cup, you get the tie, dad, you're awesome. And then we move on on Monday, uh, and uh, but we all go back to the same knucklehead stuff. So you say, no, this is different. My gift to you on Father's Day uh, is I'm going to be 100% dialed in on being your dad. Um, and you should do that. Why? Because you need to resemble him. 
our Heavenly Father. And that's how He would do you. Um, if he, but God, of course, He never fails us, and He owes us no apology. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, you say, if, if I'm not right with God, uh, it's, uh, it's all on me. Um, and, uh, and if you're not right with man, uh, particularly your, your family, um, you need to, to own your side to that uh, and, um, and just make it right. You say, is, that, is, is it that easy? Yep. You say, I'm sorry, I'm going to do better, and then you just do better. And then the person you said you're sorry to and asked to forgive you, they forgive you, even as Christ has forgiven, and they, and they let you be uh, the person you want to be, and in fact treats you um, like the person you aspire to be. That's what you do. You treat people to their potential. So you treat them to their potential, and then they live up to it. Um, but you just go, clean, clean slate, and, uh, and your kids will be happy. Uh, to get their dad back again. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed this morning and, uh, and uh, kind of a little heavy invitation for this you know, message, I guess, the end. Uh, but hey, uh, there's no better time than right now. You say, I've never, I don't know how to have that conversation. I don't know how to start those things. You know what you just do? You just grab, you just grab your family and go to the altar. I've broken the ice for you. And you just, and you just, take care of that today. As the panel begins to play, God spoke into your heart. Uh, you just do business with the Lord. Maybe I pray with your family and uh, fathers with your children or maybe husbands and wives and, uh, and, uh, and you just pray. You say, you know, if I go forward and pray today, people are going to think I'm a lousy parent or a terrible sinner. Uh, everybody knows that you are. We all are. Um, what it acknowledges is that you have a tender heart, the Holy Spirit, and that you're going to obey Him as He leads you. you can-